Hello, everyone, and welcome. I'm Gilda Evans, bringing you the Autism Resource Podcast. This podcast and the ARP website are your one-stop knowledge and resource base for autism and much more. I'm happy to have Cheryl Walfall Flagg as my guest today. Cheryl and her husband are residents of North Carolina and the parents of three wonderful young men. The two youngest are on the autism spectrum. Cheryl's passion to support individuals and families through sharing information is inspired by her personal experience and what she has learned while advocating for her children. Cheryl is an ABLE National Resource Center Ambassador, a LEND Fellow of the Carolina Institute for Developmental Disabilities, and a Family Support Network of North Carolina Parent Mentor, among other supportive roles in the neurodiverse community. She is also an executive assistant for a North Carolina nonprofit that provides various programs through training and technical assistance for respite and child abuse prevention and direct services in early education and childcare, early childhood mental health services, inclusive childcare, and parent support and training. Welcome, Cheryl, and thank you so much for taking the time to join me today to discuss the benefits and importance of ABLE accounts. Thank you, Gilda. I'm happy to be here. Looking forward to sharing this information with everyone. So to begin with, tell us a little more about yourself, and can you talk about the organizations that you're affiliated with? Well, first and foremost, you mentioned it already. I'm a parent, and that's I wear that badge very proudly. Um, hearing me speak, people may, may not believe that I'm a very private person, but having to travel the road of being a, of my son having a disability pushed me into reaching out more and sharing more with people. And so I've stepped out of my comfort zone to do that. The ABLE National Resource Center is a program within the National Disability Institute. The National Disability Institute's mission is to collaborate and innovate and build a better financial future for people with disabilities and their families. The ABLE National Resource Center is leading comprehensive source of objective, independent information about federal and state-related ABLE programs and activities, including guidance on tax-advantaged ABLE savings accounts. Um, I'll tell you a little bit more. When I first heard about ABLE accounts in 2016, just knew it was new, didn't know anything about it. I went on that famous Google search that we all do. And I stumbled, know it well. <laughs> I stumbled on the ABLE National Resource Center website. And for me, it was a one-stop shop of resource and information about ABLE accounts. In 2018, after that opened my son's account, in 2018, they decided to do the Start Your Ambassador program, and they did a national search. And that was what I was referring to when I said I stepped out of my comfort zone. I applied for the ambassadorship. I was selected amongst uh, nine other folks across the country. And that's where my advocacy and um, talking about ABLE accounts started and has been growing since then. So then tell me, what is an ABLE account and what does your ABLE account mean to you and your family? An ABLE account is a tax advantage 529A savings account. The word ABLE means achieving a better life experience. 
it's owned by a person who has a physical or mental disability or blindness with an onset before age 26 and receives supplemental security income or social disability in social security disability insurance benefits or if you do not re receive the SSI or SSDI benefits, you have a signed disability certification from a doctor. Both my boys um, qualified for an ABLE account. One, because he's receiving SSI, and uh, the other wasn't receiving SSI at the time of his, um, we opened his account, but we had a, a, a physician note that he was that he had a disability, a sad certification from a physician. The ABLE account, anyone is eligible to open the account as long as you have that disability and the disability has an onset before the age of 26, which basically means it started before the age of 26. So you could be 40, 50, 10, 4, 75 if that disability occurred before 26 you are eligible to open an account. So then um, the benefits that having an ABLE account gives to you, your boys, your family, can you go into that a little bit? And also what inspired you to share your story, your own personal story with this ABLE account? For me, the ABLE account is a game changer. When we think about the $2,000 resource limit that um, um, benefits, mean-tested benefit recipients have to live up to, we know that it's very hard. And you know, when I talk with folks, I talk, tell them about when a child is born into a family, people think of doing a savings account. You know, your grandparents are proud that they're having their grandchild or aunts or uncles, they want to do things for a child. But I remember one of the first things I heard as a mom when my son was young was, don't put money in their name. They can't have money in their name because they won't qualify for benefits, X, Y, Z. And it was a bit distressful for me because I had a son that was slightly older. I'd opened a bank account for him. I plan to do the same for my next child. And I had projections of what I wanted to do for my kids as they advanced in age. And I felt like I couldn't do that for my second son. So having the account gives me peace of mind because I feel like I've put them on a platform where they can advance. You know, we talk about um, financial stability, financial security, and even generational wealth. And having that now makes me feel like I've given them a step up. That all makes a lot of sense, Cheryl. And yeah, uh, without something like that, without that kind of a tool, um, having financial resources at the disposal of someone with disabilities uh, can be very difficult and very limiting. So based on what you said, what is the one most important bit of advice that you would give to those in the neurodiverse and disabled communities about ABLE accounts? I would say open one as soon as you can. Start early, as, you know, especially for parents of young children who, who have a long way to go on this road to you know, traveling with um, their needs. And I would say use the ABLE National Resource Center website. They have 
a lot of resources. They have decision guides, they have FAQs, they have um, toolkits, um, roadmaps that can give you answers and explain things to you as to how, how you are eligible, what the account means, the benefits of using the account. And, and for working adults too, you have benefits in terms of when you are working, you can put a little bit more than a person who is not working. The um, annual maximum for an ABLE account was just increased as of January 2022. It's $16,000. Now, I don't think I'm going to save anything like that per year for my child, but having that opportunity is a big break. Overall, across the state, we have about 40 states that have ABLE plans, ABLE accounts, and the range, the maximum for the lifetime of the account ranges from 235000 to 550000 depending on what state plan you have. So if you compare those kinds of funds to a $2,000 limit, that's a big difference, and that opens up a lot of doors for people. The ABLE account funds have to be spent on qualified disability expenses. And there is no definitive list that this is the only thing that you have to check off and check off and check off to meet a qualified disability expense. If you compare it to, and this is just a comparison that I use. We know most people know of the 529 college saving plan, and that is used for advanced higher education expenses. And if you use it for anything else, you'll face liabilities for withdrawal for those funds. The ABLE plan is the 529A investment and saving account. And the qualified disability expenses range from healthcare, medical equipment, um, education, transportation, housing. Uh, one of the best practices that are, you know, people are that you're being advised to do with your ABLE account is to use your SSI and SSDI benefits first for immediate basic expenses like your living expenses, your housing expenses, etc. And then you use your ABLE account to supplement other needs or save. A lot of the ambassadors that are on the um, ABLE National Resource Center have saved to buy either house or a car that has to be retrofitted for um, disability needs. So there are wide ranges of use for it. During the whole COVID expenditure period when people were finding difficulty with monies, ABLE accounts were able to help them make expenses for PPE and other things that they never been able to do if they did not have an ABLE account. That's excellent information, Cheryl, because you're absolutely right. Um, if it weren't for an ABLE account, someone who's neurodiverse or with disabilities would never be able to afford on their own to get something like uh, a place to live or uh, uh, their own vehicle or some of these other expenses that are a lot more than $2,000 a month. That's for sure. <laughs> Exactly. And, um, you know, just some statistics from the Able National Resource Center. We know like a household that has someone with a work related work disability needs 28 percent more income than a comparable household without someone with a disability. So that's around seventeen thousand seven hundred and fifty dollars. So having that able account helps to bridge that gap and change that. And and 
um, you know, I spoke before about financial stability and, and generational wealth. I, I feel now like I'm giving my boys something for their future. I don't feel like I'm leaving them alone and unprepared. I feel like it's the same opportunity that I have with my neurotypical child, having funds saved for him and being able to advance. My other boys have the same opportunity. I can understand that very well. Uh, I do have a question though. You mentioned 200 and some thousand up to 500 and some thousand lifetime limits. That's a pretty broad range. Where do those limits come from? Is it different states or how, what accounts for the variation? So each state has the parameters to make specifics about how their ABLE account is administered and signing up and limits for the account, et cetera. So those are state limits. And like I said, we have 40 accounts of state accounts across the country. So some some it starts from 235,000 up to 550,000 for the maximum. I do need to note that if the able account has more than 100,000 it will affect your social security. So it will your social security will be suspended. You won't lose it, it will be suspended. Once that amount goes below 100,000 it will be reinstated. When the social security is suspended, your Medicaid is not affected. Uh, I see, I see. Thank you for clarifying that. Also, to open an ABLE account in a particular state, do you have to be a resident of that state or not? It depends. And that's where the ABLE National Resource Center has a great comparison tool where you can look at different states and see what their plans offer. Um, what, you know, different aspects of each plan. Some states do only offer accounts for their state residents. Other states, you can be a resident somewhere else and open their account. Another thing folks might want to keep in mind is if your state that you live in provides state tax benefits for you to open that account, those benefits might be better for you than opening an account in another state because those states that have state tax benefits wouldn't necessarily go to out-of-state residents. So there are a few things that you have to look at, you know, and consider when you're thinking about opening the account. It is a lot to consider and, and a lot to think about. So then if people do have questions and uh, if they want to know more, how can they reach you? Well, they can reach me at uh, C W A L. F as in Frank, A-L-L hyphen, F as in Frank, L-A-G-G at gmail.com. That's my name, C, Walfall Flag, at gmail.com. But they can also go to the ABLE National Resource Center. They, Like I said, they have a wealth of um, information and resources there, and they also have an uh, info email contact. And if you send them a question they will respond to you within, I would say, probably 48 hours, if not less. Do you happen to know the URL of, of the Resource Center? www.ablencr.com. Uh, www.able, is it dot .ncr? No. no. www.able.ncr.com. 
Okay, wonderful. Thank you for clarifying that as well. And thank you so much for your time and for sharing some great information with us today. I am happy to do this. Like I said, I want professionals, family members to know this information because it is going to change people's life. It has already changed people's life. And um, I want to continue helping folks because I know there are a lot of parents and individuals out there trying to figure out the next step. And this is something that can help. I absolutely agree with you. And if you like what you hear, please subscribe to the podcast. You can find it on Apple iTunes, Amazon Music, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and other popular platforms. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And you can always access us and other great resources on our website, autismresourcepodcast.com. I want to thank our listeners for spending part of their day with us. This is the Autism Resource Podcast, and I'm Gilda Evans, reminding you to take care of yourself and that special person in your life.